Season 1 is over. We tackled Jason Voorhees, Pinhead, and Death himself. We have survived. A new year has come. Season 2 of Beauty and the Geast Podcast has begun. Hey, everybody. Uh, welcome back. To the Beauty and the Geast podcast, where we watch movies so you don't have to. Uh, we are back with uh, part two of Terrifier. After myself, uh, Pat, along with Scott the Beauty. That would be me. I'm here as well. Yeah, we did part one last week. We're on to uh, part two, which just came out not long ago. 2022. The crowdfunded Terrifier 2. Yep, and uh, it is uh, it is currently watchable for free on Amazon Prime. So I uh, I assume many people have that. So if you uh, if you want to check this out, it's on Amazon Prime right now for free. Yes, you can. Try not to uh, give too much of my breakdown away here, but uh, yeah, well, should we All just right. hop right in? Yep, let's hop right in. It uh, it did leave off right where uh, the first Terrifier left off, right? Art the Clown, uh, temporarily dead, comes back to life in the, uh, I guess, coroner's office or the morgue, where he, he uh, as we uh, reunite with Art the Clown, he beats the coroner to death with a mallet, like uh, rips one of his eyeballs out, pretty graphic, uh, shoves it into his own empty eye socket to replace his lost eyeball. Um, he keeps going to town and the poor fella rips his skull in half, uh, takes his brain out. <laughs> and then uh, to add insult to injury, injury, like robs his change out of his wallet. And well, he's, yeah, he's got to do the responsible adult thing. Cause the next stop he has is at the laundromat. Yeah. I kind of like that. Right. Like we, we all experience the mon- mundane tasks of adult life like laundry which is rarely brought up in uh, horror movies, Art has to deal with that. Yep, he's off to the laundromat, luckily stole that guy's change. Uh, He strips down pretty much naked, throws his clown, bloody clown outfit into a washing machine, gets that that load started, then he's sitting around naked reading the paper when he notices like a, uh, I didn't even look her name. Does she have a name in like IMDB or whatever? Crazy clown girl is what I call her. Uh, from what I said, it was Pale Girl. Pale Girl, also yep. a good description. Yeah. Uh, she's bra- basically like a young clown clown girl who uh, <laughs> immediately <laughs> immediately shits her pants. Or at least that's what how I would describe it. Shits herself. It shits uh, it- all over the floor. It was. It was not. It was not even shit. It was a torrent of blood. That comes out of her, uh, I guess, butthole, or wherever you want to talk about it. Her naughty parts, they don't show it. Like, it's they, they show her legs dangling off a chair while, uh, like, blood and shit shoot out as she, uh, you know, smiles at Art the Clown. And uh, I guess I guess it's all in Art's, Art's head because they, they play patty cake for a second. And then they cut away to a like man in the laundromat waking up, looking at them, and Art is just kind of like sticking his hands out all by himself. So I assume it's all in his head. 
He's playing Patty. Well, I I don't know. That's part of the confusion of everything. At this point, we don't know. It appears that it yeah it is all in Art's head. Either way, they uh, <laughs> they cut to Art walking out of the laundromat. Clothes are clean. There is a mop handle shoved through this feller's skull. And we roll opening credits on Terrifier 2. Solid opening thus far, I'd say. I mean, gruesome for sure. You got two of the three Bs already before the opening credits. Yes. (laughs) All right, yeah. And uh, I guess Art's boobs maybe count, but... Yeah, I mean... I almost could have had the third B be balls in this one because he was just sitting there ass naked. Free balling it at the local laundromat at, you know, probably 2 a.m. Oh, uh, then we uh, we cut to our, she will be our heroine. You don't know at this moment, but you cut to our heroine, Sienna, and she's uh, she's sewing up her costume. Apparently it's now a year later, uh, like Halloween is fast approaching. Sienna's got a little brother named Jonathan. Um, you know, Sienna's into uh, making her own costumes, like a Valkyrie-style thing. She's got the wings going on. Maybe an angel. I don't know. My my notes for this uh, <laughs> for this scene just said fucking cosplay montage. Cosplay montage. Yes. I uh, like her. Her costume looked like a Valkyrie to me, but to a, we're MTG players. Uh, angels get more attention in the Magic the Gathering. I could go either way. Yeah, I, I mean, I I would say that uh, it was definitely along. It was definitely along those lines. Yes, you can call it either way. Yep. Um, she lives with her mom and her little brother Jonathan. Jonathan's kind of a, uh, I don't know. Looks like he's about thirteen or so. He's really into serial killers. <laughs> Nazi death experiments and uh, and Art the Clown. He loves uh, telling his mom and sister about uh, murder and such. Um, they're they're not as eager as he is to discuss that type of thing, uh, but he he does have an Art the Clown costume that he wants to wear for Halloween. Uh, his sister Sierra is not thrilled with that. You know, there was just these. Uh, I think it was nine murders the year before. Was the number? Yeah, yeah, that was the number that she mentioned in there. Yeah, they argue about that a bit, but, uh, you know, half of it's sibling rivalry. They don't get along real well. They they argue quite a bit. Um, Sienna ends up going to bed that night and has a dream about <laughs> uh, Clown Cafe, which is... Yep. <laughs> yeah, which is like a, uh, a, a children's program. Um, yeah, it almost looked, it was very reminiscent of Pee Wee's Playhouse. Yeah, Pee Wee's Playhouse, or, uh, what the, what was the one with Bozo the Clown? Um, yeah. Bozo the Clown Show? Is that what it was called? Yeah. Yeah. It it was just a kid's clown show, and it starts off, you know, nice and simple. Kids are singing, Art the Clown is there, just kind of watching. Uh, he's giving all the kids some candy, popcorn, things like that. Uh, He eventually gives Sienna a present. She's not thrilled. I think she knows what's coming, but she she does take it, open it up. There's like a uh, 
gruesome bloody heart thing, worms crawling, and uh, blood starts oozing out of it. <laughs> starts bubbling up to the edges of the box, yeah. And, yeah. and starts, start, starts bubbling, and then let's just say that all mayhem breaks loose. <laughs> Correct. Art busts out like a Tommy gun. Just starts uh, unloading bullets into the uh, the kids and the people at the uh, clown cafe. Um, kills quite a few of them just with a machine gun. At that point, he busts out a uh, a flamethrower kind of thing, blowtorch slash flamethrower. Starts burning anyone who is still left, <laughs> including the girl that was playing the banjo for him to, that was singing his song. Yes, yep. Like every talk show has their uh, musician. This is basically her. He burns her alive. Um, Sienna's like crawling through the carnage, military style. She uh, took a bullet. Yeah, she took a bullet in the leg, so she she can't uh, she she can't necessarily walk all that well. But yes, yeah, she's trying to crawl over to the kid that was in the other room eating cereal that was supposedly filled with razor blades and bugs and everything. So. Yeah. Yeah. She reaches into a cereal box like, you know, this is and then again, this is uh well, <laughs> needles, broken glass, you know, every, every, any Bugs. kind of thing that, yeah, that, that you wouldn't want to reach your hand into blindly is what she is reaching her hand into in this cereal box. Yeah. And she does. She pulls a, a, a sword out of there and this uh, uh, right as art like kind of blasts her with fire from this flamethrower. She blocks the flames with the sword. Uh, however, this causes her to uh, kind of wake up from her dream. It was all a dream. We've been there before. And she she sees her, uh, her cosplay costume on the wall, now in flames. Uh, there are some candles beneath it. Uh, they have a... Uh, Mom's on the ball. I don't even know Mom's name in this movie, but Mom's on the ball... She rushes in shortly with, like, a fire extinguisher, puts it all out, kind of chastises Sienna for, like, why were you up all night making costumes with candles lit? Pretty sure the mom's name was Sarah. Sarah? Okay, we'll go with it. Pretty sure. We'll go with Sarah. I forgot her name, but... Uh... Er, no, no, sorry. That That's the name of the actress. It, it was Barbara, I believe. I'm 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 throwing her her believe her character was play was Barb yes Barbara played by Sarah Voigt so yeah and I I'm you know the the dream sequence is interesting here um to go off on a tangent when I started watching this I thought oh man a horror movie it was like two hours and thirteen minutes or something which is long and I'm thinking like how how are they gonna fill the time. And this is an interesting way, you know, we've, we've had dream sequences before. Uh, this is really just, it really just from a uh, creative standpoint injects carnage into the film, which of course I enjoy without having to, uh, to get into the big reveal at the end of the movie, which is usually what happens. Well, I'm also thinking that this was a good way since I know this this movie was crowdfunded and um this was in my guess a good way to get people that assisted in uh crowdfunding this movie 
that would have necessarily pledged at certain tiers of crowdfunding of money that they put up to be have bit parts in the movie. Sure. Yeah. It's yeah. It's interesting. It's it's both it both seems um unnecessarily long and a good decision at the same time. And I can go either way on this one, right? Like it doesn't advance the plot hardly at all, but it it does add carnage and mayhem and like you said, you can get some uh you can get some people who perhaps uh, contributed to the Kickstarter into your film. So, you know, I can see it. I, I can go either way on that scene. It's <laughs> this was the the whole clown the whole clown cafe sequence was probably my favorite part of um of of this movie. This was this is my favorite scene of this movie. I'll say it right now. But yes, they they raised uh, two hundred and fifteen thousand dollars for for this movie. So I like I'm. Would certainly guess that this is uh, uh, definitely a way for people to have have received either like credits in the movie, sure, or even like extras, you know, extras in this movie. So, yeah, and and even though it was all ended up being a dream, um, you know, killing <laughs> killing children, even in horror movies, is a line not everybody wants to cross. And I'm uh, I'm in favor of it, especially if it's a clown shooting kids with a Tommy gun. <laughs> Go for it. Uh, yes, I'm actually looking at the Indiegogo campaign on here right now, and it does say um, the part of the description is the scene. Without beating around the bush, I wrote an epic scene in the screenplay for Terrifier 2 that we currently do not have enough money to shoot. Without spoiling the all the juicy, gory details. The scene will involve mass casualties and the destruction of its location, but it is the context of the scene that truly makes it so original. We're aiming to create a scene so shocking and iconic that people will talk about it for years to come. Imagine if Art the Clown was in charge of the prom mayhem and Carrie meets David Lynch meets Maniac. Just saying. If we do, in fact, reach our goal, the money will go towards the construction of a large set, tons of special effects, stunts, and makeup FX, you know, blood and guts. Now, the coolest part is you can be in this scene. Not only can you be in the scene, but you can be killed by Art the Clown. That's right, become a part of movie history. Seriously, if this scene comes out the way I'm envisioning it, people will be watching your mug get splattered on YouTube for a long, long time. <laughs> See that? Yeah, that explains it, right? Like, it's, it's, not, it's not exactly necessary in terms of storytelling, or advancing the plot, but you got to raise those funds somehow, you know? Well, and, and let's see here. Yeah, I'm looking at actually like what. Um, was it two? I think it was, yeah, two that. I don't know exactly what what the cost was here, but it looks like uh, uh, it looks like it was about two thousand dollars to um, to get to get into that that scene. So that's uh, <laughs> what do you think? Now 
obviously two thousand dollars is a different amount um you know based on where you're at financially but uh let's say you're a fan of any any ip not just a a, a an upcoming horror movie would you pay two grand to get into your favorite ip film no <laughs> a straight no that's interesting <laughs> no i mean i i just i don't i don't i don't think i could i mean now there there are qualifications to that as well um i mean like current financial status would be you know an, an absolute no if i had the you know the money the vacation you know if if everything was all covered except for the two grand probably I would at that point just because you know I mean then yeah you would be as they say in the campaign you know like you'd be a part of history you know the the accounts are there you know that you were that you were in this so every everything lines up the way it you know that it, that it everything lined up perfectly yeah I, I would but right now no i would not yeah i'm uh <laughs> although i'd say i'd say i'm surprisingly close like uh we've mentioned before i love aliens movies if there was an upcoming alien film man it, i'd be close to even right now having no money whatsoever spending two grand and if i were better off for financially certainly i'd probably do it there you go, Ridley Scott. Yeah. Put out the call. Write another Aliens yep. movie. You can have Pat DeGeest in your film for, for you will gain $2,000. <laughs> anyway, that's a... <laughs> I mean, uh, again, if if they were going to put me into a horror movie, it would be a lot more difficult to sell. But uh, if Kevin Smith happens to listen to this podcast, then, you know, if you want me to be in a, an extra in, in one of your movies, I'm all for it. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. You know, it's everybody's got their own uh, number and they have to be a fan of the uh, the IP. But, you know, for two grand, uh, boy, that'd be tempting if it was if it was something I'm a fan of for sure. If you ever gets Mallrats two off the ground, there, there, Kevin. If, if you're ever able to get those rights back and and, and actually make Mallrats two, give me a call. Yeah, there you go, man. Although the way malls are going, like you could buy an entire abandoned mall probably for two thousand dollars one of these days. I know we, we've we've had that just we've had that discussion for our gaming group because of the whole convention situation. So yeah, and the. <laughs> The Duluth Mall had their roof collapse. <laughs> so, I saw that. I mean, I guess you'd have to uh, you'd have to fix that. That's a pain in the ass if you just bought a mall and the roof collapses. But uh, they're not doing well, I think, in a lot of areas. Anyway, enough <laughs> <laughs> enough uh, mall economics and um, uh, crowdfunding talk. Back to Terrifier Two. Uh, shortly after Sienna's dream, uh, the kids wake up and it's off to school where Jonathan plays with a dead possum. 
Jonathan and the boys playing with dead possums. You know, like we used to do. His Yeah, his friends call him over to look at this dead possum. They call over one of their female classmates to look at it. And they open it up, like showing the insides of it with the maggots and the worms crawling around in there. She's obviously grossed out by it and runs away. And then uh, one of their teachers comes over and is like, what are you guys doing over here? So they uh, run away, go to class. Uh, they're taking a test, and Jonathan is looking apparently at one of the other people in the class, and the teacher reminds him to keep his eyes on his own paper. So then he asks if he can be excused, which looks like he's kind of uncomfortable, probably has to take a poop, and uh, he's walking towards the towards the bathrooms there and comes across Art and the little girl playing in the hallway with the dead possum. He kind of walks around the corner, sees them, gasps a little bit. They freeze, look at him, and uh, toss him the dead possum, which he drops on the floor and runs away. And uh, apparently that he runs past the teacher, so she starts yelling at him. And they get the attention of the principal because apparently they think that he brought a dead possum into the school and vandalized the school hallway with this dead possum. Right. Not, uh, that's when they call your folks, you know? Yep, they called the police because it was a police officer that brought him home and was talking with Barbara about potential vandalism charges. That he might be facing. And, and again, she, she's kind of she's kind of pissed about it. Oh, yeah. She's pissed for sure. And he he's saying he didn't do it. It was uh, Art the Clown and the uh, clown oh, girl. <laughs> but mom doesn't really believe uh, Jonathan. Just kind of yells at him, you know, go to your room, that sort of thing. And I guess I don't even know. I didn't even know at that point. I don't know if uh, he's crazy. He's becoming a serial killer himself. Or it's actually true. <laughs> yeah, because th- there was also the discussion between Barbara and Sienna that happened uh, previously to this about how he's, his his obsession with serial killers and and Art the Clown are potent, you know, are creepy. And Sienna basically says, "Hey, you know, don't be surprised if you find a dead animal in his room." And now <laughs> he's being accused of. Vandalizing the school with a dead possum. <laughs> yes. Yep. So it's, uh, yeah, they're setting it up, you know? And uh, we, we saw a little bit of this in the Halloween series, right? Young kids turning evil. So maybe that tainted me a little bit, but I'm, I wasn't exactly sure where they, were, where they were going at this point. Yeah, I really wasn't either. And, and I, I made some kind of wild uh, jumps in, in this because... Um, yeah, there was there was a lot going on with it because there there was some multiple things of what what you didn't really know at this point of the movie that kind of come out as we're going through the the rest of this movie. Yep. As well. Yep. And they uh I you know, we'll find out as it continues, I guess. And um Continue it does. Uh, Sienna's, you know, costume is burned, so she heads off to the uh, the Halloween costume shop with um, their friends Allie and Brooke. Yep, with her friends. Um, 
has a, a bit of a run-in run in with Art the Clown at the shop. Um, she's shopping, sees creepy clown guy. I guess is not too worried because, uh, you know, her brother wanted to to be Art as a costume. She assumes many people want to have an Art the Clown costume. But she does nonetheless think he's pretty creepy. Yeah, she's definitely creeped out by him. Allie runs into him first because Allie... I think Allie's mom calls and she's walking out outside and, you know, she's on the phone and she almost runs into Art and uh, he continues, yeah, she continues out the door. He continues and goes down the stairs to where Sienna is there trying on different styles of wings. And uh, she gets, yeah, creeped out, runs up the stairs, is going to, Wants to check out so she can get out of there, but realizes she forgot her bag downstairs. And as soon as she mentions that she left, she thinks that she left her bag downstairs and is going to go get it. Art happens to just slam it down on the counter next to her and proceed to walk over and try on some sunglasses. Yeah, that's pretty thoughtful of him, you know, and just creepily, I guess you could call it leer at her. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yeah. He he does sort of just stand there staring at her as she's uh, checking out, you know, buying her uh, her costume supplies, and the uh, the cashier guy he's he isn't he's not unsympathetic. He's kind of, you know, he's got a job to do, but he's also got to make sure there are no troublemakers. So he's telling Art like, "Hey man, if you uh, if you blow on the noisemaker, you got to buy it." That type of thing. Um, Sienna does uh, buy her goods and get the hell out of there. Yes, and- but one of the one of the creepy parts too is as the the cashier guy says he's gonna get her a bag for the wing, and she says, "Oh no, I don't need one." He's like, "Oh, it's just right here." And then Art, of course, with the horn, comes up right behind her with the clown horn, and proceeds to start tooting the clown horn right behind her head, and it's definitely freaking her out even more. <laughs> I kind of like that scene too, right? Because he just he just raises the horn like next to her head, and you can tell she's terrified, and she's just like, "Don't, please, please don't, please, please don't. don't." And it's you know, well acted. Like I could sense the fear uh, um, over nothing more than like honking a horn, like a clown horn, and of course he does it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you could definitely tell that she was absolutely creeped out by that. Yeah, yeah, it was uh, it was well acted, and and you know I could feel the tension there. Props to the actress playing Sienna in that moment, which was uh, I believe Lauren Lavera. Yep, Lauren Lavera was who played Sienna. Okay. Yeah, and then anyway, Sienna Sienna checks out, leaves. The cashier guy um, wants to close the store. Um, basically Art, tells Art if you're gonna buy something, buy it. Uh, otherwise, get out. And so yep. he pushes the horn towards him, like he wants to buy the the horn. Guy brings it up, eight ninety nine. So Art starts digging through, puts a whole bunch of stuff up on the on the counter, including like some teeth and a big butcher blade, and you know, and, and uh, lots of other stuff. Finally. He's like, hey, if you can't pay for it, you need to get the hell out of here. Finally, grab some money. Guy reaches to grab the money from Art. He grabs him. And uh, 
Yeah. Basically chops off the top of like buries the the butcher cleaver in his skull and then proceeds to decapitate him um slowly. Like hits him once in the yep. neck and then just starts pushing down on on, on the blade as it so sort of severs him. And then you see the kid and his mom walk up to the costume shop as he's standing there holding the severed head in the window. Yeah, like that's a fun shot. Like their mom's disappointed they got there just like a few two minutes late. The store is closed. Uh, but the kid's looking in the window. The kid's looking in the window and the, you know sees Art holding a head. He's like, wow, you know, that's really good. Uh, good costume effects right there. <laughs> nice moment. Yep. Um, I think after that, they cut back to Sienna's house. They have uh, w- kind of... <laughs> they have a weird backstory. They never fully explain, but they have this weird backstory where, like, uh, Sienna and Jonathan's dad, Barb's husband, he's dead, but he, like, drew pictures of Art the Clown, drew pictures of... Uh, Sienna as a as an angel or a Valkyrie type person with a sword, almost as if it's her destiny to fart fight Art the Clown, <laughs> to fart Art the Clown. Well, I mean, she probably does fart at some point, but yeah, definitely fight is there. Yeah, and she, yeah, she's got the sword there, and obviously, as you saw in the dream sequence, that was the only thing that protected her from Art's flamethrower. Yeah, there, there's the whole scene of her talking with, with Jonathan about, you know, the the character that her dad drew for her. So she decided to make the costume. And she now believes that Jonathan did not kill that possum and, and bring it into the school, as she tells Barbara that, which turns into a little bit of an argument between them because... Barbara's like, oh, well, you know that's telling me that for years he's going to be grow up to be a serial killer. Now you're saying he didn't do it. And she says, yeah, you know, like that's well, that's what I believe. So they have a little argument there, but she decides she's going out for Halloween. But her mom's like, oh, well, you're just going to go get drunk anyway. And uh, she's like, I, mom, you know, I don't drink. I never drink. And. Uh, Again, turns into kind of an argument, but she decides she's she's going out anyway. She's going out with Allie and Brooke. Yep. Yep. She's going to go out and party that night. And um, I think this is when we cut to uh, Art goes, well, we cut to Allie's house. There's some trick-or-treating kids show up. Trick-or-treating yep. kids come, get some candy. Um, door knocks again. Now it's Now it's Art the Clown. And Allie's not too concerned at this point. She's like, didn't I see you at the costume shop? No candy for adults. <laughs> yep. Can't give candy to adults. You need to get out of here. And he's insistent, holding out his bag. She says, oh, if I give you some, you know, she closes the door. He rings the doorbell again. She just yells, you know, go away. He starts knocking on the door. And she says, no candy for adults. He starts pounding on the door. So she opens up the door again and says, okay, so if I give you candy, you'll go away? And he nods, yes. So she just takes a handful of candy and throws it at him. And as he, like, lowers his bag to look like he's going to pick stuff up, she sees all of his, uh, I guess, arsenal of 
bloody tools and everything that he has in there. So she freaks out. She closes the door, locks it, and uh, decides she's going to go upstairs to get ready. She's got to go party. Yep. And it's uh, a little bit later. Time passes. Not 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 too much time, though. And uh, she hears, like, broken glass downstairs. Um, goes down to investigate. And it's... Uh, it's Art the Clown. <laughs> what a surprise. Yep, yep. He wanted his candy. She didn't give him any, so he's uh, back for some tricks. Now that he didn't get some treats. This was uh, maybe the most gruesome scene of the show. In a, in its entirety, anyway. Um, he, <laughs> like, mangles her... Uh, he slashes her eyeball with, like, a scalpel. Uh, then he... he scalps her with a scalpel like cuts the top of her her head off taking all her hair with it with the scissors uh, yeah yeah with scissors um then he uh, like pushes her to the ground or maybe she just falls to the ground but he jumps on her back like starts flaying her back skin off um <laughs> as she's struggling like he grabs her arm like snaps her arm at the elbow it just kind of rips rips her arm off at the elbow. <laughs> then her, it takes her other hand, like splits the hand in half by like grabbing uh, two fingers in one hand, two fingers in the other, and just like pulling them apart. Rips, like, yeah, what? rips the forearm apart. Yeah, like almost like a wishbone style. And then uh, like sl- slashes her a bunch with the scalpel. But, uh, uh, leaves her alive she she's not quite dead certainly in agonizing pain my favorite part here is when they do the close-up of the like the carved wooden sign that says blessed on the wall yes (laughs) yes that's just you know maybe my favorite artistic touch of this entire movie is as art the clown is torturing Allie. um (laughs) <laughs> they do the close-up of the the sign that says "blessed" the, 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 on the wall. Like, all of all of the little you know wall art decor stuff that they you know the Hobby Lobby decor that they have yes. in, in the in the home. Yeah, exactly. Just like yeah, garbage uh, motivational saying that you know upper middle class people with too much money waste their money on. <laughs> ah, that was a beautiful moment. Which yes, then uh, Allie's mom comes home. Oh wait, wait, even even before that, even, like Art walks away, leaving her alive, and you think, okay, is she gonna be fine? He rushes back in, which with like bleach and salt. Oh yes, yeah, that's true. Yes, dumps bleach all over, and starts like ceremoniously pouring salt all over her flayed skin. Yes, yeah, <laughs> and then he like rips off her face. Yeah, and then yeah, then that's when uh, they that's cut when to comes uh, home. a bit later. Yeah, Allie's mother comes home. Um, uh, stump. She stumbles on the carnage. Art is still. Uh, Art's got Allie like propped up on a bed, like covered in exposed wounds, and he's still like car- carving chunks of skin off of Allie. And, uh, of course, the mom is horrified. Art thinks it's hilarious. He's, like, pointing silently, like, ah, funny, huh? This is a lot of fun, huh? 
And at that moment, like, uh, you see Allie say, like, uh, Mom. 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 <laughs> so she's still alive. She's been tortured probably for hours, um, but is still alive. That was a, uh, that's a, that's a gruesome scene right there. I think not a lot of, not a lot of people could handle that scene. I, I, for one thought it was well done. Uh, most parents will not enjoy that scene. <laughs> yeah. I, I would say that most, yeah. I, I mean, I've heard, uh, some stories about this movie of people are like getting sick in the theater when they were watching it and stuff. So I definitely know that uh, there was some gruesome stuff that was upcoming. Uh, yes, it was pretty gruesome, but it, like, it's still like knowing it's not real also changes a big part of it too. Yeah. That's a weird thing. Like, like, <laughs> I just know it's not real, so it doesn't bother me. And maybe I'm calloused. But like, I remember when I was living in Florida, like, some coworkers and I went to see one of, like, Fast and Furious 7 or something, which is not my kind of movie. But I'm like, I'll go just for uh, unity with my friendly coworkers. And they were, like, so, like, you could I could watch them, like, openly gasping when they thought uh, uh, The Rock or whoever might die in a car accident. And I'm like, like, you know, none of this is real. <laughs> and, yeah. you know, and you know, none of them are going to die, right? Like there's, but they were literally emotionally invested in whether or not The Rock survived Fast and the Furious, whatever. And it's, it's weird to see people take a movie that seriously. Like it's just, you, you got to know it's fake going in, right? <laughs> right. And, and, and I mentioned this before too, you know, in a in a previous episode, because it was about a movie that we have we have covered in one of our episodes, but that whole car accident scene in Final Destination Two at the beginning, I was laughing my ass off when that was when that was going on in the theater. I was laughing. Yes, like... you know, just just knowing it's not real. I mean, yeah, okay, yeah, it's gruesome. You know, like, do I want to watch some? You know, like. They they had, again, kind of going off of current events, they showed the police officers that were beating that guy that ended up dying in Tennessee. And did I watch that? No, because I don't need, you know, because that's not fake. But yet this didn't really bother me at all because I know it's fake. Yeah, like, I'm I'm with you, man. <laughs> I, don't, I don't watch a lot of, I don't, I don't watch UFC kind of stuff. Because I don't want to see that kind of stuff when it's real. But when it's fake, it doesn't bother me at all. Yeah, there's there's a clear delineation for me, right? Like, this is, this is, f that like, that scene was fake, but, like, very well done gore to the extreme. Whereas, you know, uh, yeah, like you mentioned, like, police shootings or something that are real, I'm just like, oh my god, that's awful. Like, that's that's really disturbing. But like, yeah, I don't know. N knowing it's fake, it, it has very little effect on me. So it's it's weird to try to put myself in the position of someone who would watch a, a, a fake movie and be like creeped uh, out. Yeah, creeped out. creeped out or disgusted or or worried or scared. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but whatever, whatever. It was. I love that scene. That was a good scene. That's 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 gore to the extreme. Like I said, it was it was well done gore, but yes, it was extreme. 
Yep. And they uh, um, they don't even end it there, right? Because they, again, that that was when uh, Ali's mom walked in and saw what was happening, and then they just kind of cut away. But it's uh, uh probably not long after that. They cut to trick-or-treaters coming to their house, knocking on the door. Art the Clown opens the door. He's serving candy out of, uh, I assumed... It it was Allie's mom. It was definitely Allie's mom's head. Yeah, I assumed it was Allie's mom's head. Like, cut the uh, the skull cap off and was using her head as a candy dish. Giving candy to children. And, and and the the kids thought it was a great you know it was a super creepy candy dish like they were they were in awe of how you know of the candy dish and and then they're like oh why is my candy all sticky yeah like, don't and the other worry was just about like it. it's fake blood yeah it's just fake blood don't worry yep and um uh probably going on at the same time sienna sienna is out at a halloween party uh with brooke like some nightclub or whatever getting drunk wondering why ally hasn't shown up yet but yep. uh not <laughs> not too concerned because apparently brooke like slipped some molly into <laughs> into sienna's <laughs> drink we we had yeah we had the whole scene of Sienna getting ready and Allie was trying to call Sienna while she was in the shower and getting ready and everything and then while Art was tormenting Allie Sienna was trying to call her back and then Brooke comes and picks up uh, Allie to uh, I get or Allie picked up Brooke one of the two or not Allie uh, Sienna and Brooke are on their way to the party and they're like oh well it's not. Not like Allie to not call us back or text us back. And they're like, oh, she's probably already there. So they're just like, we're going to go have fun. And yeah, Brooke convinces Sienna to do a shot, which apparently has Molly in it. And uh, they enjoy the night. They start dancing away with uh, Brooke and Sienna and whoever her friend was. I don't remember his name boyfriend guy he's not important nope yeah and um as this is going on um barbara sienna's mom barbara's at home um she's she gets pissed she thinks jonathan like tp'd and uh like smashed some pumpkins on their car because he's a troubled youth they did they did kind of have a little bit of an argument and he kind of stormed outside because he was grounded he couldn't go out trick-or-treating or or to any parties or anything like that because of the possum incident at the school (laughs) we've all brought a dead possum to school you know i like to think another tangent i once brought a cap gun to school and got away with it i fired it in class that's how much (laughs) <laughs> things have changed that's so much times have changed you know and i got in a little trouble but like nowadays well i didn't even get in trouble they just like took the cap gun away and they're like don't do that again that's not barely even trouble so i lost like a five dollar cap gun like nowadays you'd be expelled yeah if not arrested yes if not arrested so uh anyway don't bring guns or possums to school <laughs> The, I should add, the, the instructor, the the teacher of the class um, was boning my mom, so that probably gave me some leeway. 
<laughs> that probably gave me some leeway. You just take the cap gun away in that situation. But it, it was for a play. We were doing like a short play that we had to write for that class. So I felt it was artistically merited. Props. Yeah, exactly. So anyway, yeah. Yeah, art. Or, uh, not art. Uh, Jonathan and mom had a blow up. Um, he he takes off. Mom is now pissed that somebody TP'd and smashed pumpkins on their station wagon. She assumes it's Jonathan. Uh, she's cleaning it up as she uh, cleans the the windshield. She sees Art sitting inside, who uh, <laughs> immediately shoots her in the face with a double barreled shotgun, kind of removing her face. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> it's just gone. Her face is gone. The back 75% of her head is still there. Um, later, Jonathan comes home, um, opens the door, goes to the uh, the dining room, and there's a dinner table is all set up like they're about to nice, have a nice family meal. But uh, with mom's faceless corpse uh, sitting at the table, Art, <laughs> Art comes out. <laughs> Art comes out like he's a maid or like uh, uh, whatever. He's gonna serve up some mashed potatoes. He just, Mr. Mr. Belvedere. Yes, yeah, basically <laughs> Mr. Belvedere. Like, yeah, he's like the the, the help, and he takes some mashed potatoes, uh, shoves them into what used to be Mother Barbara's face. Um, <laughs> obviously Jonathan freaks out. There's a short chase scene after which uh, Art grabs him, drugs him, uh, injects him probably with whatever uh, concoction he had in Terrifier 1. And um, Got to put him to sleep somehow. Yep, knocks him out. They have a uh, little clown girl uh, call Sienna, like using, uh, mimicking Jonathan's voice, saying he needs help, you know, come help me, blah, 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 blah. And she's like, okay. You know, me, carnival. Yeah, me and Brooke, <laughs> me on drugs, my friend Brooke, who drugged me, who's also on drugs, and her horny boyfriend, we're going to go solve this problem. <laughs> That's the A-team you want to solve your problems. His friend, yeah, his friends ditched him at the old carnival, so he needs help. He needs somebody to come pick him up. Yep. They go off to the uh, the old abandoned carnival. To, uh, to look for Jonathan. Sienna leaves uh, Brooke and boyfriend in the car to go kind of look around. What do you do when you're horny, young, attractive people? Start fooling around in the car. Yep, and what do serial killers hate more than anything? People fooling around. Ah, this is not going to end well. <laughs> Sorry, boyfriend guy. As usual, his uh, wang doesn't function if he's got a pee. So uh, he he steps outside the car. <laughs> cocaine had nothing to do with it. Oh yeah, yeah, right. He was doing cocaine as well. <laughs> he's got to he's got to catch up because you know Brooke and Sienna are on Molly, so he's got he's got to catch up with his own illicit substances. And here's an idea for like our our uh, probably tenth spinoff, but uh, maybe maybe a, like a slasher movie where the killer goes after people who are, are abstaining from sex, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, you got a bunch of horny teens getting it on, and, like, he goes after the, uh, you know, the young young gal, ter terrified she's going to burn in hell. 
for the young nerdy guy who's uh, can't get any because he's been playing magic cards through his teens. The nerdy <laughs> guy playing World of Warcraft in his basement. Yeah, those are the ones who get murdered. Although they already kind of did that, though, you know. We we saw Hellraiser Part Eight, Hell World. That's they true. killed the nerdy guy who wasn't getting any ass. Yeah, they probably have done that. Have you seen? Uh, or even It Follows is kind of a weird spin on that. I liked It Follows. If you haven't seen it, basically, if uh, uh, you're the target of like a supernatural killing machine, um, but if you have sex with somebody, that person is the target. So oh, it, man. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that's the dilemma, right? Like. It's pretty easy for gals, and they even play on that a bit in the movie, right? Like, a girl is a target, and she's just like, okay, I'll have sex with anybody, and now they're the target. But, like, yeah, guys? Guys are in trouble, man. <laughs> and that is how the world ends, folks. Yep. <laughs> anyway, back to Terrifier 2. <laughs> um, in this one, it's just two uh, horny young people about to have sex. The boyfriend goes to pee. Uh, Art... Art <laughs> Art cuts his dong off, right? Second movie. Yes. Invasion for Flesh and Blood also had a scene where somebody lost their dong. Yeah, and like this is one where I've oddly felt like they didn't go far enough. Like he, he kind of reaches in, you know, in the pants, uh, chops it off, and then he kind of, uh, you know, rubs it on the window while Brooke is waiting in the car. Like, I would have loved... <laughs> Go wild with it, man. Like, chew on it a bit. Throw, I, throw it at I, Brooke. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, obviously, they for rating, you know, for film rating purposes, they, they can't uh, go too wild with it. Right, yeah, for sure. I don't know. Maybe I don't know how, how ratings work, but, like, if you're going to cut off a dong... And hold a severed dong in your hand. Uh, go you, all you, the way. You can't. You can't really start chewing on it because I mean, as soon as you start doing that, then you get the X rating, and and that that's gonna be. And maybe that's the line where yeah. ratings work. If you if you plan on you know as they did with this releasing it in theaters and stuff like that, you can't. Um, you can't get a NC seventeen or X rating on stuff. So. Like they, they probably went. I mean, maybe they could have, uh, you know, like maybe he could have started like beating her with it. But I, I don't even, I don't even know whether <laughs> that would be considered um, some something worse. But right, right, it, it put it on my wish list. I guess I, I wanted a scene like, uh, like Allie's kind of torturous death scene, but with a severed dong. Like just <laughs> go all, go all the way. Well, that that and you know, I mean, you have to have if if you're going to have a uh, someone get beat with a weapon, you have to have a weapon big enough to be seen. So, <laughs> correct. And it at that point, it was pretty soft. You're not going to uh, beat anyone to death with a uh, a soft flaccid dong. No, but you could have some fun with it. I mean, yes, he could have like after he killed. Uh, after he, he finishes the kill with Brooke here, uh, which we'll get to, like, he could have stuck it to her forehead or something. 
Yeah, yeah, just like that. Yeah, exactly. Just uh, bring it up one more time as a callback. But yeah, let's get to that. Let's get to that. She, of course, panics, uh, screams, gets the hell out of there. There's a uh, short little chase scene. Um, Art, Art the Clown follows her into like a closed down bathroom where he uh, has a jar of acid, I guess. Dumps that on her face, um, then uh, beats her to a pulp, which uh, with a it's essentially just a a baseball bat with like nails and and stuff sticking out of it, which we saw him making at the beginning of the movie. Yeah, he was crafting that earlier. Um, and then he uh, like rip, opens up her chest cavity, rips out her heart, eats it. That was quite yeah, like that that actually had some pretty good. Better than Bigfoot's Bride special effects on the blood splattering out of the heart. Yeah, more good gore in that one. More good gore in that one. And again, it's that's uh whatever. I don't want to get into a statement of uh you know America's morality, but it's like uh, just just holding a dong won't get you into the next level of the ratings. But like <laughs> cutting out a woman's heart and chewing on it. That's okay. Or like flaying a lady, gouging her eyes out, scalping her, scalping her. The like, torture, torture porn is a category, and the, apparently the torture is the uh, the the less troublesome aspect. Once you once you skew into porn, you're going to be in trouble, I guess. Yeah. Yes. So anyway, not long after that, uh, Sienna Sienna's still like wandering around the amusement park. Um, looking for her little brother Jonathan, uh, unfortunately comes across her dead friend Brooke first. And, uh, of course... I don't know how she recognized that it was Brooke, other than the fact that they were the only ones there, but... Yes, yep. And she's uh, quite reasonably troubled. Um, uh, freaks the hell out. I guess Jonathan just appears at that moment, too. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Art Art appears and Jonathan, who has apparently escaped from Art's clutches at this point, both appear there. Um, and obviously she, Sienna, is between Art and Jonathan, so she tells Jonathan to run, and she starts beating up on Art with a two-by-four. Yeah, yeah, two-by-four. She's got her own two-by-four. It's got a nail in it, you know. She stabs him with the uh, two by four nail. That allows Jonathan to uh, to get the hell out of there. They do have a bit of a cliche uh, killer slash heroin fight where Art kind of throws her around the room a few times before leaving her unconscious. And, to go after uh, Jonathan. Yeah, to go pursue Jonathan. You know, Which, I mean, yeah, she she did. I mean, she hit him in the head with the na- with the nail. Uh, you know, sticking out of the board. Thought he was dead. They were gonna get out of there. Of course, he stop. He stops them. Jonathan gets away. Sienna and him have the fight. Then, uh, yeah, he he tosses her around for a while. She's unconscious on the ground. Art gets up, goes after Jonathan, finds Jonathan, has it has like cuts his cheek with a scalpel, and they they're having their little battle there when. Again, Sienna shows up, hits him with a with a two by four again, and starts beating on him again. Yeah, <laughs> it's a uh, 
It's you know, it's your end of a uh, slasher movie one-on-one -on -one brawl basically. Like he's whipping her with a chain. I think he whips both of them with a chain. Uh there's a solid back and forth. Um she she ends up shoving like a a a rod of rebar. Is that what it was? Like through his skull. And uh and they escape temporarily, but uh you know, he's not he's not dead as well. They fight again. You know, she falls to through like the uh, rotted floor into a basement. Um, where there's there's another. <laughs> this is where it got a little too deep and not like literally, metaphorically. I'm talking for me. Like, she falls through a, whore, a floor in the into the the basement where there's another floor, which I guess leads to hell or purgatory or or something like that. Um, Art does stab her, shoves her into that hole. Which is like a, uh, almost like a magician's clear box filled with water. Yep. Yeah, it was like a like an escape tank for Houdini. Yes, escape tank for Houdini, and she's in there like half drowning, while uh, Art goes back to kind of toy with Jonathan. This is, and then they have the big uh, heroin moment where like she kind of instead of dying. She she was stabbed with her sword. Yes, and and gets shoved into this tank, and yes, as she's of course she can't get out of the tank because her foot catches on something, her foot a rope catches catches her foot, so she can't get out of the tank, and yeah, she ends up drowning. Uh, the last real thing she sees there, she sees essentially the set of the clown cafe, where everybody is is dead there. And yeah, Art goes back. He's gonna go uh, kill Jonathan. When all of a sudden her sword starts glowing, the wound where she was stabbed, where Art stabbed her with the sword, starts glowing, and she is now uh, been reborn, even stronger than she ever was. Because she just reaches down once she once she wakes back up from drowning. And snaps the rope in two like it's nothing. Climbs out of the tank, grabs her sword, and goes back to find Art. Yep. And they um, <laughs> uh, Art, again, Art is like chewing on Jonathan's leg. <laughs> Jonathan's like unconscious or incapacitated. Art's chewing on his leg. Um, Sienna she comes back. Uh, kind of gives him the beat down, stabs him quite a few times, then uh, basically decapitates him with a, uh, a a few blows to the neck. Head falls off. A uh, little clown girl shows up, takes Art's head, runs away with it. The yeah. end. <laughs> this... <laughs> This this fight scene, this end fight scene was very, to me, very unremarkable. Um, I mean, again, you, ha you have everything that has happened to all of the side characters. But then when it comes to the main character, you know, like, oh, I got the, you know, I have my, my post that has all these knives and stuff in it, you know, that I'm going to use to crack open somebody's chest and rip out their still beating heart 
and I have you know this jar of acid behind my back that I'm going to throw in her face before I, you know, crack open her chest. You know, just everything that he seemed to be prepared for was nothing compared to when it came to his his battle with Sienna. Yeah, and, yeah, and, and, and again, like it, it's just so cliche that that it doesn't mean much anymore. That the fact that you know. Everybody else dies within minute or two, but Sienna can, you know, has, Sienna is able to fight him off multiple times and get the upper hand and appear to kill him multiple times, only for him to to come back to life. Yeah, the yeah the gore is top notch. It's almost a horror. I'm finding is almost like porn, right? Like I don't need a story. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need character development. You know, get to the good carnal uh, bassist instincts, and that's what I want to see. Like, they, they they had little side things, like, you know, wh- why did Sienna's dad kill himself? Why was he drawing uh, Sienna as an angel-slash-Valkyrie with a sword? Like, I thought maybe they'd explain that. They don't really. There's there's never any closure there. Even, like, what, what was the, uh, what was little clown girl? Was she real or fake the entire time? There's nothing there. And I don't really need it to be, I guess. Just uh, just have more killing. <laughs> yeah, we didn't need an hour of them at the abandoned carnival grounds. Which, is, esen- which is essentially what we got out, out of that. Yeah. I mean... I, I liked... Uh, I just liked... I just like it when people die. I don't need any backstory or character development. <laughs> I mean, I, call me need, simple. We we need a little bit of character development because I mean, like they would be better off developing the character of Art the Clown and how Art the Clown became Art the Clown versus you know Sienna and her family issues. Right. You know, I mean, like you, you have to, you have to have the the Jason Voorhees, you know, character de- development. You can't just have this, you know, undead, unstoppable monster that gets killed apparently in every movie, but you don't know why, what, why, how he became, you know, or anything like that. So, I mean, there there needs to be some sort of character development for the slasher in the slasher movie. Sure. But beyond that, there really doesn't. Or I guess if you're going to start it, finish it, right? Like, I would have... Yes. That too. Like, that, yeah. That just, too. Yeah. If, you know, if... Why why is her dad drawing Sienna as a as a, a Valkyrie, you know? But, again, we, you know, you only have so much time that you can put... Th- th- you know, from what we got as a finished project, you know, finished product... There might have been a lot more to that family development story, you know, that character development of why she was dressed as, you know, why he was driving yeah. as the Valkyrie and everything than, than what was in the final product, too. Sure, so. some stuff always gets cut. But it was, uh, like I said, the uh, the gore and the killing was great. It was fantastic. I loved the, uh, <laughs> quite a few of the death scenes were were everything I wanted. Yeah, I mean, I I would say beyond the the absolute gaping plot holes that there were, 
Um, this was a perfectly fine movie. <laughs> uh, I just Googled real quick Terrifier 3. Terrifier 3 has been teased. Nothing in the works. Oh, wait, no, never mind. Now I see... Uh, Yet to receive an official release date. However, looking ahead, 2024 seems most likely for Terrifier 3. So, All right. More gore. <laughs> yeah. At least they do a, a well, you know, a very well done job with the gore. Like, like it's not cheesy. I mean... It's not cheesy in the, in the way of, you know, Bigfoot's Bride kind of cheesy. Um, it, it, it definitely does get to be over the top. But, hey, you know what? Like, that's what you made your movie about, and you're doing a fantastic job of it. Yeah, I want, <laughs> and I'll put in a request, more dong gore <laughs> in Terrifier 3. I want, uh, like... <laughs> Like, cut off the boyfriend's dong and then, like, choke the girlfriend to death with it. Something like that, you know? I mean, they, they showed in, you know, Halloween where they get, you know, Michael Myers put a butane, you know, put a put an acetylene torch in somebody's mouth. You know, was it Friday the 13th where they shoved the road flare down the guy's throat, you know? So they've obviously done things like that anyway. So let's just just do it with a dong this time. Yeah, or you, <laughs> here we go, you cut off three dongs, you uh, uh, put each one, like, on the spear tip of a trident, and then you uh, you kill people with your dong trident. <laughs> <laughs> At, like, an abandoned water park. There you go. You, you, you are a, uh, a fake Poseidon with a dong trident. At an old water park, riding the uh, the log shoot ride. We better not let James Gunn hear that. That'll be the new Aquaman. Yeah, man. <laughs> we got to keep this. Is this is a million dollar idea? We got to keep this to ourselves. All right, I'll cut. I'll cut this out of the podcast. Then <laughs> the the new <laughs> the new Aquaman porn parody. <laughs> yes, that's what it is. Aquaman. <laughs> Aquaman has a dong trident. <laughs> well, um, I don't know. Final thoughts? I, I, I thought it was entertaining. Gore was fantastic. Um, I, you know, I don't know where they were going with the, uh, the little clown girl. Was she real or imaginary the whole time? Who knows? She was creepy looking. I wanted some answers there. But uh, I was I was largely entertained. Yeah, there would have been. I mean, he definitely could have had better answers as far as creepy clown girl. But the gore, yeah, the gore was gore was good. The the practical effects were were very good for that. Um, again, I said, I mean, over over the top, but obviously that was intentionally done that way. And. Yep. Uh, there, there could have, yeah, there could have been better explanations on on things, but you know, hey, it's a horror movie; it's not expected to win any Academy Awards or anything like that. Correct. 
So uh, that that'll wrap up that. So I know we had discussed it before, but we're talking about uh, the the sequel to uh, Sorority Babes and the Slimeball Bolarama has been released to Tubi. I believe it's on. Let's do it. Because um, we enjoyed Uncle Impy from the last time. What's part two called? Um, I think it's part it was, part two. Yeah, I think it was just the same thing, but part two. Yeah, it looks like it's just uh, yeah. Sorority bla- babes in the slime ball bowlerama two. All right, yep. let's do it, man. It is a one hour movie. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's efficient. It is. Get in, get out, be done with it. Yep. So from 2022, going back to the full moon features. On Tubi, huh? I like it when they're yep. free. Yep. Well, good. Our uh, our large fan base can watch that with us, and we'll be uh, we'll be back in a week with that one. Yep. What you got going on? How you you had a comedy show this last week. <clears throat> um, actually, this past week I ended up going to uh, this past weekend went to Chuck's house for his birthday. Okay. Didn't you have a comedy show Friday night or Saturday night, or was it the week before? It was the week before. Never mind. Yep, it was the week before. And then um, I don't know. I do have some coming up. Let me uh, check my calendar real quick. If if all my all our fans want to listen. Well, next one is uh, 28th of April, uh, Grand Rapids, Minnesota, with Mark Masters. That's my next comedy show. All right. Then the week after that is the show with Moro. Am I right? Correct. May going 6th. Back, going back to our old hometown and old stomping grounds. May 6th, Moro, Minnesota. All right. I, I Right now, I'm planning on going to that one for give you a little bit of some support there. Hell yeah, man. Hopefully the weather's fine. We had a blizzard. Yeah, it should be. <laughs> I thought it would have been fine this week, but yeah. it just never ends. How about you? Anything new going on with you? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> that 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 is that is my life. Um, you know, I mean I, I do this, I work, and uh I guess, you know, that's really about it. Played some baseball on Xbox. I, I did, uh, I did, I guess I did pick up some of the new March of the Machine for pre-release weekend. Bought a pre-release kit and I got, like I said, I got the new Glissa that for you. So you can lay some eggs. Hell yeah, man. <laughs> and I did, I did buy the sword that I wanted. I didn't get it out of the packs that I opened, but. And I did. I did get the sword that I wanted. Nice. Um, yeah, I don't know. Beyond that, no, I haven't uh, haven't started much uh, as far as anything new projects or anything like that right now. So, gotta get going with that kind of stuff. But I will. Yeah, there's always uh, there's always time. I have I've not bought any of the new set, but. Uh... I'll probably buy singles. That's my style. 
Oh, I see one here. We have to we have to watch for um, <laughs> for this one of these days. It's a horror comedy from 2015 called Killer Rack. <laughs> oh, I can only imagine. Yep. I don't know if I want to look at the the see if it's even on Rotten Tomatoes. It is. <laughs> oh my god! I I, I assume it's like the killer eye, but a giant pair of boobs. Uh, let's see here. A woman getting a breast enhancement is unaware her surgeon is using her in a diabolical plot to rule the world. <laughs> They'll have uh, uh, at least one of the bees, I'm sure. Well, it's it it's it looks like it's a trauma feature because it's got Lloyd Kaufman in it. So he uh, he's the the. He's the 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 guy behind trauma films. <laughs> so yeah, no, I I guess that that's really yeah. Oh my God, I don't have anything new, nothing exciting going on here. Oh, yeah, outside of that, neither do I. So yeah, I guess uh, we will be back next week with part two. Of the sorority babes and the slime ball and bolorama. So this is Scott the Beauty setting off for the Beauty and Degeased podcast, where we watch movies so you don't have to. Bye, folks. <laughs>